0: This week's episode is sponsored by Podcorn. We know firsthand it's not easy finding sponsorships for your podcasts. We've spent countless hours combing through various ad websites only to come up short. That is until we started using Podcorn. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. Since April, we've secured multiple sponsorships for our podcast and the experience has been great. The website is user-friendly, easy to navigate, and enables the viewing and tailoring of sponsorship opportunities to the target audience of your podcast. There's no middleman, which gives podcasters full transparency into the process of securing ads and getting monetized. And the best part is, you set your own rates and get to collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. So to learn more about Podcorn, click the link in our show notes to sign up and start browsing sponsorship opportunities today. The Stretch Four Fantasy Basketball Podcast with your host, Dan Titus, and fantasy experts, Zach Hanchu and Adam Koffler. Welcome, NBA fans and fantasy sports enthusiasts. I'm Dan Titus, the host of the Stretch Four Fantasy Basketball Podcast, and I'm joined by the usual co hosts, Zach Hanchu and Adam Koffler. What's up, fellas? How are you doing today?
1: What's good, man? Feeling great. We have a great guest on. It's Fourth of July weekend, man. Couldn't be happier.
0: Yep,
2: feeling good. Echo the sentiments. Got my hot dogs and hamburgers ready for the fourth.
0: I was about to say, what's on the menu? I mean, hanshu has got four kids. I'm assuming you're going to have some family around. What, what do you what do you got cooking up there? I see you already got, a, you already got the beer cracked, so it's going to be a good afternoon.
1: Drinking a cold one right now, man. Uh, we're actually going over to my sister's on Sunday, and we're going to let her husband do all the cooking and uh, let the kids run around and play in the pool, dude. Should be a great time
0: sounds dope and I know I know Adam your your son Alan is celebrating his third birthday this weekend so shout out to him happy birthday he's going to be a legend once he gets old enough right like he gets to celebrate birthday in July 4th around the same time like that's a W
2: oh for sure yeah he uh he's a big fan of hamburgers and hot dogs actually I think I think hamburgers are his favorite food it's got to be well done though
0: hey I'm not mad at him so for today's show man it's getting to some Knicks discussions you know this is one of the best years that the Knicks have had in over a decade so we're going to get our special guests Take on what the future looks like there, as well as go over some breakout candidates that really helped you win your fantasy league. Can they sustain that value going into the next season? So we'll talk about a few names that stick out to us heading into next season. So before we get started, I just want to introduce the the guy that we have on today. It's an extremely... Great guest of ours. But this guy's a 20-year-plus veteran of the fantasy sports industry, pretty much the OG. Like it's it's amazing how how much this guy does and how much of an imprint he's made on the fantasy industry. He was an inaugural member of the Fantasy Sports Writers Association Hall of Fame, a four-time FSWA award winner and nine-time finalist. You can find him on Furious XM Roto Baller Radio on the weekends, as well as writing for seahawks.com. Roto Baller, Sports Line, and recently The Athletic. The man, the myth, the legend. Got the King Angle. Nice to have you on, God. How are you doing today?
3: Hey, Dan. I appreciate that. That's a nice intro. Good to be with you, Zach, and of course, uh, of course, Adam. You know who uh, can't contain his Devonta Smith love before he even plays the game. But you <laughs> know, it's fu- it's fun watching the finals, right? The conference finals right now. I gotta say, because. Uh, I, I won my biggest fantasy basketball championship this year when I won the FSGA uh, title. And Chris Paul and Brooke Lopez were two of my key guys. And to see him do so well in the conference finals, you take a little pride in that as a fantasy player. Chris Paul was a key for me. And then Brooke Lopez scored 33 points in game five. I'm like,
0: wow, yeah, I have that guy too. <laughs> Crazy. You know, like we all actually participate in the FSGA uh, Fancy Basketball League. So to hear that you won out in the COVID season, I mean, it's so hard to play in a, in a, in a league where you're setting your lineups weekly. And with all the cancellations, the postponements, the injuries this season, man, this is like the ultimate war of attrition that you, you to, to stay claiming a victory this year, man, that, that meant a lot. So congratulations on that. So Scott, I don't know if you're a fan of poker, but we have a really exciting partnership with Ignition Casino that we're ready to share the details about. So I'll pass it over to you, Adam.
2: Yeah, finally, we can share the details of the poker tournament that we've been teaching. Like Dan said, uh, players can download the poker software or play through their browser at ignitioncasino.eu. Uh, go to the scheduled tournament uh, poker lobby, and you can find the tournament under the regular tab. The tournaments are in chronological order, so just go to the one starting on July 11th at 3.05 p.m. Eastern time. And the underdog free roll invitational will be listed and all you have to do is click register and enter the exclusive password underdog 21. Again, that's July 11th at 305pm Eastern time to join the underdog free roll invitational and use the exclusive password underdog 21. And once you're registered, all you have to do is log in at game time and the tournament will automatically begin.
1: Dude, and that's a really cool lead into the bounty program that they're offering with this too, man. So everybody that plays, uh, you know, the three of us as hosts, we're going to have a minimum $25 bounty on our head. But that bounty actually increases the more people we get on to play, right? So $25 bounty, just to start with, we could have one player on there. They knock us out, they beat us, they win $25, just like that. If we get more than 250 players in, that bounty increases to 50. And if more than 500 play, those bounties are going all the way up to 100. So if we get 500 players in there, you're playing me at Texas Hold'em. I go all in and, you know, crap the bed. That's $100 right there. Instant bonus. Chris Paul's play. Can't deny it, man. It's so I'm happy for him. I
0: don't love him as a basketball player, personally. Um, I went to Virginia Tech, so I got to watch him when he was at Wake and when he was in his nut tapping days and all that type of dirty play, but you can't knock him man. He's, he's a top five PG of all time. So to see him get to the the finals is awesome.
3: Yeah. It's uh, it's been a long time, time coming. It's nice. You know, it's good for the Phoenix suns. You know, they haven't been there since 1993 and this final four is interesting because you know, the Bucks haven't been there. I don't think since 74 and they won in 71 uh, you know, the Suns have, have never won a title either. If you know, the Clippers, it was interesting to see them make a deep playoff run. But, you know, I haven't been to Los Angeles, so I don't know if they're treated like the Nets out there, like they are in New York. I was wondering when I watched the game, are these, are these just bored Laker fans, you know, with nothing else to do? And, you know, and, and it, with the Hawks, you know, as a Knicks fan, it was nice to see them make the playoffs. Uh, I thought they would do better against Atlanta, but... Atlanta has been much better than anybody's expected and to see Trey I I know a lot of Nick fans are hating on Trey Young but you know to me Trey Young I have a lot of respect for him because I think he keeps all the trash talk between the lines and then he carries himself with a lot of class and dignity once the game is over
2: we're gonna know know, the team that comes out of the east by the time this podcast is released on Monday got but do you see either the Hawks or the Bucks taking down the Suns and uh, with what they've been able to do uh, in the playoffs thus far
3: well, the Suns are because the Clippers didn't have Kawhi, they just couldn't contend with them. I know people said they're a the better team, but they couldn't close out games. But to me, the Suns can beat you in just so many ways. They're 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 so deep. If you know if Book if Booker isn't doing it, then Paul's doing it, and then you know you, you, you never know somebody else is, is is going to step up. And then the Hawks are like that too, you know, because they got Badanovic and you know, other guys stepping up, Lou Williams stepping up when uh, you know, when Trey Young was out and then you saw the same thing from the Bucks When when Giannis was out, like everybody stepped up. It's Bobby Portis. He's been doing it all season. So these are two deep teams where whoever gets in the finals, that's going to be, it's going to be very, very tough to call. But if Milwaukee can make it in there, again, you said, I know we're pre-recording this, but if Milwaukee makes it, it Giannis is the biggest superstar of them all. And he, he gives a, he can give them an advantage over any other team.
2: I can't imagine they might be downplaying his injury. I realize it was just a hyperextension, but there's gotta be some, some ligament damage in there somewhere the way his knee bent. So I, I don't know that I don't know that we see Giannis. Uh, even if the Bucks are, are the ones in
0: the finals. I mean, but do you oh, think I... that they would have do you think that they would have came out and said he had no ligament to damage? Yeah, I feel like it gives him a disservice by not ruling him out. Because, I mean, if he did have ligament damage, you want him to get surgery but after that. At the same, at the down, same right?
2: time, you want the other team guessing it. So they have to game plan for Giannis. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. I, you know, I think Trey's injury is a little bit less severe. So uh, I, I wrote on Twitter, uh, I can't remember if it was Friday morning or Thursday night, that uh, my bold prediction was the Hawks were going to win the next two Trey was going to come back. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Uh but I'd love to see it, Trey Young, Chris Paul, Devin Booker finals, to be honest.
3: That would be entertaining. It certainly would because both teams are deep and have a lot of stars. But with the injuries, you know, it's 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 hard to play doctor. You know, I've been doing this all these years, and I always learn, you know, never try to play doctor. You know, I, I tell people who to start and sit and, you know, and who to draft. And people will ask me, hey, do you think this guy's going to play in, in the next game? I'm like, well, I can't give you – information that i don't have and you know we can't predict healing times you know things like that
0: all right so let's switch gears a bit let's talk about your hometown knicks scott i know you're a queen's resident born and raised the knicks have a really good situation here i mean they got 59 million in potential cap space heading into free agency julius randall is coming off most improved player you got coach of the year and tom thibodeau How are you, what are your thoughts on the outlook of this team? I know it's super young, you know, you got draft picks, Obi Toppin and and Emmanuel quickly just want to get your, your take on what you see for going into next season, especially with so much opportunity in the uh, free agency market.
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously this team exceeded expectations, but you know, but your weaknesses get exposed in the playoffs. And I was saying all throughout the regular season, they need another guy that can really threaten defenses when the game is on the line and they, they didn't have it. And now they have the money and the draft picks to go do that. So I think they're either going to pull off a major trade or a significant trade, or, uh, you know, they're going to sign a very big free agent. Uh, you know, it's not you know the market isn't isn't like what it was a few years ago. There are no uh, super duper stars out there. Obviously, the dream is Damian Lillard, but if they don't get him, but they'll get another significant player or two, I think, because they can trade, they can sign, they can trade up to a certain degree. You know, maybe to the back of the top ten or something like that. They're going to they're going to improve. You know, a lot of a lot of Nick fans were were uh, disappointed that they were kind of exposed in the playoffs for not having anybody to really depend on other than Randall. But, you know, I think it was a big accomplishment just, just to get there. Fantasy wise, you got more than you expected from Randall. Uh, I was streaming Alec Burks, you know, here and there, and Derek Rose late in the season. So they did, they did a really nice job of, you know, in the regular season when they dealt with injuries or cold streaks, Moving guys in and out of the lineup, uh you know, just in the play in the playoffs, as you guys know it's 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 a different animal. You know, Randall didn't have a good series because you know they were taking away his passing lanes and were double teaming him down down low, and he really didn't have anybody to throw it out to who can make another play. You know, Derrick Rose was in the starting lineup, and kind of. Worn down towards the end of the the playoffs, and it was just R.J. Barrett's first postseason experience, and you couldn't depend on him to hit hit a big shot. That's that, that that's not a knock. It's you know he's a very young kid. You know he's
1: not even 22 years old. To your point about R.J. Barrett, Scott, what do you think about R.J. Barrett developing as? you know, maybe that second reliable option next to Randall. You know, we're talking free agency, and the Knicks are definitely hoping to make an upgrade in free agency, or maybe through the draft if they can trade up, like you mentioned. Uh, But, I mean, Barrett took a step forward this season, right? So his shooting improved, came into the league. There was a knock on him about his free throw shooting, about his consistency with his jumper. Um, And, you know, he, he got better in year two. Do you think that his shooting and his reliability as a, as a scorer, you know, he averaged almost 18 this year. Do you think he can take that next step in year three and become that next reliable option who could be a threat late in games?
3: You know, real life and fantasy-wise, he's only going to get better. But the team still needs, if it wants to make a deep playoff run, somebody who's a more proven threat, Sure, you know, in terms of scoring whether that's, you know, the dream is Lillard, like I said, but you know, they're talking about guys like Kelly, you know uh, like oh, Kelly Brett. Oubre and uh, you know, Terry Rozier, I've heard, you know, Rozier would, would be like the perfect fit. I, I think, I think, I think Barrett can compliment, you know, Randall and somebody else. I don't think he can necessarily be that number two scorer, night quite yet, you know, maybe two, three years down the line, but They're not quite
0: there yet. Yeah. I just want to pull that thread on Joyce Randall a little bit more. So, you know, like he's only got one year left on his deal and he's going to be a free agent. Do you actually think that the Knicks are planning to build around him for the future? Or is it going to be primarily RJ Barrett being that they can land like a big free agent? Because I think, you know, Randall, after having the best season of his life, this is a. if I'm a GM, I'm like, wow, this is a great sell high moment. But do you think he's actually proven that he's going to be a face of this franchise going forward?
3: Yeah, fantasy-wise, is sell high, but real life, I, I don't think so. You know, they have to figure out what they're going to do with this contract, but I haven't read anything, you know, that suggests that he's not going to be there. He wants to be in New York. Uh, you know, he had a great regular season. I, I think it's building around him and somebody else that they acquire.
0: Yeah. And I know Joyce Randall, man, he was spectacular for me from a betting perspective. You know, I saw his betting lines for, primarily for player props all season was around like nine and a half and he averaged 10.2 over the course of the season. So yeah, man, he was very profitable for me and really exceeded expectations and well deserved of a most improved player. Yeah.
3: Randall was, was pretty good on the props too. And late in the season, Derek Rose was really good on the props. You know, we'll that have to was. see. Whether guys like like uh, like him and Reggie Bullock, et cetera, uh, Alec Burks are going to come back. You know, they'll all be affordable because his team, this team has a lot of financial capital, you know. And I, I really think Thibodeau did a great job of getting the most that he could, you know, out of these players. Because I, I don't know if this team makes the playoffs under a different coach.
1: Yeah, for sure. Tibbs had a major impact this season. I, I just wanted to call back to what Dan was talking about with the player prop. just wanted to give a shout out to one of our sponsors this week. This is Betcha. And if you haven't heard of Betcha, they're a new unique DFS app where you can parlay simple player props. Uh, And they have some really cool social features in there as well. Right now, if you use code STRETCH4, S-T-R-E-T-C-H, and the number 4, you can get $5 in free entry on Betcha. That's $5 without having to make a deposit just for signing up with our code. And right now, you guys can actually follow us on Betcha to see what we're betting and follow along with what we're doing. So uh, it's an awesome new app. A lot of the cool social features that are featured in there. So just wanted to shout Betcha out right now.
2: Yep. And like Zach said, follow along and uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be making our finals picks all this week. And you can see if uh, you can take us down and see, uh, see how you're uh, comparing with some of our picks. And it uh, should be a good time. So make sure you sign up for Betcha and use the code STRETCH4, stretch number four.
0: Yeah. So Scott, I want to get your, your thoughts on Emmanuel Quickly and the, the rookies here a little bit. Uh, what did you see from Obi Toppin late in the season that makes you excited? And what do you think is going to be the next step in Emmanuel Quickly's development?
3: quickly, as quickly uh, become, uh, you know, a fan favorite in New York. And uh, he was, he was kind of played yo-yo with him fantasy wise, because, you know, he would have a big game, you'd pick him up, then he'd be more statistically quiet, you know, so far better real life player than fantasy player. But, you know, he he was not, he was not, uh, the game wasn't too big for him. New York wasn't too big for him. You know, he would, he hit those classic floaters that are his thing. He did a big three, et cetera. Uh From an intangible perspective, I know fantasy, we talk so much about numbers, but I'm also big on the intangibles too. For me, I think from an intangible perspective, perspective, he, he's going to be a key player for them for a long time to come. You know, I think he's, he, he's not afraid of the big of the big moment there with uh, with the Knicks. So I, I think he's, he's, He's he's definitely going to become a cornerstone player for them, you know, down the mm-hmm. line, unless he has to become part of some big trade that they make. With Top, with Toppin, you know, he he hit some really uh, he, he well. He he made some really key plays in the in the playoffs, late in the season, plays around the rim. You know, shows that he can develop more as a three. He's not going to be a disappointment like a Kevin Knox or and then Akina you know, something like that, uh, I think they can bring him along. I think Julius Randle was also motivated by the drafting of him, though, how exactly he's going to – because I, I, I took him as a late-round pick in fantasy, but I ended up cutting him. Uh, but I think he's going to play an important role off the bench.
2: I tend to agree with you. Quickly's got a, a bright future, and I think Toppin does too. The problem with – in terms of fantasy basketball, the problem with Tom Thibodeau coach teams – is that he tends to give his starters the heaviest minutes. So if you can crack that rotation, uh, starting five for Tibbs, like you're looking at you're looking at great fantasy production. Like R.J. Barrett went from 30 minutes a game his rookie season to almost 35 minutes a game uh, his sophomore season. And obviously Julius Randle led the league in minutes at like 37 plus. So do you see an opportunity for – obviously Toppin's probably not going to Crack the starting five, but can quickly be the starting two guard for this team? They got a lot of free agents with like Burks, uh Bullock, you know, Derek Rose. I don't know if they're gonna bring him back. He's obviously a Thibodeau favorite. So what do you think about quickly cracking the starting five next season?
3: I think there's a shot. You know, if you know they bring in a point guard and uh you know, maybe he plays that he plays that two. You know, I I think he's got a real shot to crack it. If not, you know, Tebow is very comfortable with him coming off the bench. So I think he can be. I, I think from a from an NBA perspective, I think I think Thibodeau really likes him uh, in the type of role that he, he does have him. He does have a shot to to crack that that starting five. And I I know I know Nick fans were like talking about that. you know the whole way. I mean, you know we're not going to see Alfred Payton come back. So you know that's. That's uh, you know, that's that's not a consideration. Reggie Bullock, you know, pretty nice for threes once in a while. I was streaming him this year. They might bring him back, but uh, you know, do they want quickly to play the point off the bench? Does Derek Rhodes come back? I th- I think I think he's got a shot, but I, I think uh, maybe Thibodeau views as a luxury that he can bring quickly off the bench. So if I had to say, I'd say there's a forty percent chance. I'd have to estimate that he has a crack in the lineup.
0: That's fair. Appreciate that insight, Scott, and we know we'll be checking in closer to the season as we get into the ranking season of where quickly may fall as like an upside pick, given that he may depend on what the Knicks do in the offseason, how that may uh, affect his fantasy outlook going forward.
2: This week's episode of the Stretch 4 podcast is sponsored by Liquid Death, a new water brand that is literally changing the game. You might miss it when browsing your local 7-Eleven at Whole Foods because it looks just like a beer. In fact, when I went to my local 7-Eleven just a bit ago to pick one up, I was like, why is the Modelo Especial right next to the Fiji water? But there it was, liquid death. Mountain water in an aluminum can straight from the Alps that looks just like a tall boy. Now you might be wondering why on earth is this stuff called liquid death? Well, two reasons. First and simply put, it's going to murder your thirst. Second, it's going to help bring death to plastic bottles. In fact. Liquid Death donates 10% of all profits from every can sold to help plastic pollution. Now how cool is that? Did you know plastic isn't actually recyclable money logger? I sure didn't. But in fact, when you recycle plastic, it's most likely sent to a landfill because it's not really profitable for recycling facilities anymore. Aluminum, however, is infinitely recyclable and profitable for recycling facilities. Now let's try this thing live on air. Wow, that's refreshing. Mountain water straight from the Alps in an aluminum can that looks just like a tall boy. Just don't drink and drive as you could very well be pulled over for drinking and driving. So how can you get your hands on some of this incredible mountain water? Go to liquiddeath.com and use promo code stretch4 at checkout and get a free 2-pack of koozies when you purchase a 12-pack of water. Again, that's promo code stretch4, stretch, F-O-U-R, at checkout and get a free 2-pack of koozies when you purchase a 12-pack of liquid death. Also available nationwide at 7-Eleven and Whole
0: Foods. So let's talk about some 2021 end-of-season stars. Some guys that could have been a a flash in the pan, born out of necessity, or ready to keep it going into 2022. So the first team I want to talk about, and there's a couple players on this team that I think would would be a good topic of discussion. Uh, Let's talk about the Orlando Magic. So, we know that they got rid of Nikola Vucevic. They've had some uh, some pretty serious, significant injuries to some of their star players like Jonathan Isaac and, and Markel Fultz, but that's also provided opportunity for some other younger name players that came over either via trade or were drafted there. So let's talk about, let's first talk about RJ Hampton a bit. I'll kick it to you guys. Uh, what are your thoughts on RJ Hampton's fantasy outlook being that the Orlando Magic don't look like they have a true shooting guard or small forward heading into next season?
1: I'll go ahead and... and- kick it off just because you guys know uh, how much I loved RJ Hampton you know heading into the draft when he was taken um, and then just his performance down the stretch last year Um, so as you mentioned Hampton came over from Denver uh, in a very crowded roster uh, to now a very wide open roster in Orlando Um, you know they kind of had that fire sale last year where they got rid of Vooch they got rid of Aaron Gordon uh, Evan Fournier all their biggest players, uh, you know, were out the door. So Hampton definitely has the potential to step into a, you know, pretty significant role and carve that out next year. Um, His biggest competition at shooting guard uh, right now is going to be Gary Harris, And Harris is kind of on the downswing, right? So we saw him kind of hit that high watermark back in 2017 with Denver uh, when he signed that big four-year, I think it was $84 million extension. And his production has just kind of uh, gone downhill ever since. Uh, A lot of different injuries that have kind of plagued his career since signing that deal. So, you know, with that being his only competition, I really think Hampton has a good shot to uh, jump in there. And Hampton, to me, is a more well-rounded player. Final eight games of the season, uh, he went 16 points seven rebounds five assists to just one and a half turnovers he could work on his free throw shooting a little bit but the athleticism the speed the all-around game he's really just somebody very intriguing for me you know he's somebody that I like more in dynasty leagues right now uh, just because of the long-term potential Uh, but if he can you know surpass Gary Harris on the depth chart this year and it's the final year Harris's deal I think he has some some really good end of uh, you know end of draft value in redraft leagues this year for sure.
2: Hey Zach, but how come you didn't talk about your boy Dwayne bacon? I mean all all, all, the, all episodes towards the end of the season man we couldn't uh, you couldn't get enough of uh, Dwayne bacon cooking in the kitchen so is, is he uh, is he just gonna get cut like what are we looking at here but in all, in all seriousness I, I, t- I tend to agree with you the Orlando Magic you know RJ Hampton going there with the opportunity there. I mean there's a ton of like fantasy goodness to come from that roster especially because they had some veterans last season that likely may not be there this season. And this is a team that wants to rebuild. So what 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 better to do than rebuild around young guys like Cole Anthony and R.J. Hampton? And then going back to your point on the last eight games of the season, he had the second highest usage rate on that team at 23% after Cole Anthony. And those numbers that you suggested that he averaged in the last eight games were very similar to DeJounte Murray, what he put up this season. I'm not saying he's going to be DeJounte Murray but he's got a shot to really put up some big numbers in Orlando with the opportunity
1: those numbers were off the bench dude he didn't start any of those games which is even more amazing to me wow okay
0: yeah so let's talk about the other guy came with some really nice draft capital here but down the stretch he averaged 12 points almost nine rebounds a couple block you know only one turnover at about 23 minutes I'm talking about Mo Bamba So what are our prospects here? Like Wendell Carter obviously came over during the trade uh, for Vooch, but there's not much competition for that power forward slash center spot. I think that Obama can carve out a a significant role going forward.
3: I think they were disappointed in him for a long time. Uh, They saw the potential was there, but it just, you look at overall just the stats and the rebounds, cumulatively that they were disappointed. There's still some talk that, you know, uh, Orlando circles that they were skeptical about him, but he played so well down the stretch and became a really nice fantasy pickup. Uh, but I think it's going to be hard to keep him off the court for quality minutes next year. So I, I like him a lot fantasy wise.
2: Like who's who's better, Wendell Carter Jr. or Mo Bamba? I feel like there's
3: more more upside for Mo Bamba
2: for sure. So from a few, from a pure basketball standpoint, like are the Magic? Do they, do they feel like they have to give Wendell Carter Jr. the minutes because that's the asset they got in the Vooch trade? And,
3: well, I, I, think, I think it comes down to, and we talk about this in fantasy football too, you know uh, what, what fantasy players want and what they get might be two different things. Because Bamba has more upside, you want him to play more and to get those numbers. But for the Magic, if they can attack opponents with both of those guys, it makes more sense for them. So that could could cap the upside for Bamba, too.
2: Yeah, this seems like talking about uh, – we like to make football references on this show because we think we have a lot of football fans that listen in. To me, this feels like Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams a little bit in the, in the Bronco backfield. Like you got Wendell Carter Jr. would be your Melvin Gordon, like not so sexy, probably going to start but like bomb is that upside guy is going to like hit those home runs in fantasy. And like, that's the guy you want to target in your fantasy drafts, right? Like this guy had 12.2 points and nine rebounds with two blocks and some threes with like minimal turnovers toward the end of last season. Like he's he's got the upside. You're absolutely right. He's the upside play there in, in Orlando.
3: Yeah. But the thing with Javante Williams is on the serious XM fantasy show. We had a uh, Rotobola radio. We had Ryan O'Halloran on and He said that, it's going to be Javante Williams sooner than later, you know, as the starter. So I don't know if I'd feel that same way about, you know, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter.
0: Fair enough. You know. So let's talk KJ Martin. Let's let's head to uh, Houston here. So we know obviously Houston has the number two pick in the draft. They're probably going to go with a big man to pair with Christian Wood. I think that that would be the, the right move with like an Evan Mobley type. But what about KJ Martin? I mean, he went for 20 and 10. Three times in his last seven games of the regular season, uh, the fantasy playoffs, and was seen about 37 minutes per game. but we know Houston had a ton of injuries. Is there a role for KJ Martin going forward, knowing that they're clearly indicating a youth movement here and really their best player centers around Christian Wood? and, and potentially whoever draft, whatever draft pick is going to be coming in there.
1: I think he definitely has a role next season. Um, as you mentioned, man, Houston is not a deep team. They're still rebuilding. Uh, so there is definitely a role for him off the bench. Um, but if, if Houston decides to take Evan Mobley at number two, uh, that definitely, I mean, that's going to hurt KJ Martin's value, right? I mean, because as you mentioned, Mobley and Christian Wood are going to be the starters. Uh, now if Houston ends up taking somebody like Jalen Green, which is somebody that they have interest in as well, um, you know that is that's more of a knock on somebody like um you know like a Kevin Porter Jr. or somebody that's more prone to scoring of course with Kevin Porter Jr. he's uh he's very good facilitator so I think he'll be fine no matter who no matter who Houston drafts I think his future is very bright but Kevin uh you know K.J. Martin I definitely think uh is going to take a little step back from what we saw at the end of the season but that was definitely born out of injury and necessity for sure
2: they've got They've got a way better roster than I think people give them credit for. Um, think? I think it was a little bit I think it was a little bit more than just opportunity born out of necessity for some of these guys. Like I think Jay Sean Tate is a legitimate uh, mm-hmm. role player in the NBA while he his numbers were probably born out of necessity for, uh, in his rookie season, but I think he could have gotten there you know a couple years in the league. I think he's a really good player. I, I think KJ Martin also showed that he's a really good player. Like I I think that these guys, you know, there there's opportunities for these guys to play 25 to 30 minutes a game potentially in Houston, um, and and these could be these could be building blocks for the future. Like, do we think do we think John Wall is going to stay there? Is is he is he a is he a piece of this roster moving forward? Um, that brings me I guess there's kind of two, two parts here. Like is, is with John Walden maybe not being there. Like is Kevin Porter jr. That guy. Yeah. He put up, he put up that 50 point game. He, 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 his efficiency kind of, you know, sucked last season. His turnovers weren't so good, but he was another guy that just balled out towards the end of the season.
3: He didn't shoot well from the field either, but when you get 50 points and 11 assists, and you know there's in a game, you know you gotta look at that upside when you when you're looking for the future. You know there's already talk on social media between him and Jalen Green about the two of them playing together. You know the guy's not even 21 years old yet, and look at the kind of numbers that that he, he puts off. So I'm excited about anybody. I think I'm excited about Porter there. You know what? What a great waiver pick! I mean, all these, all three of them. You know him and Tate Martin. They were all, they were all good pickups. And the difference in fantasy basketball as compared to football is, is opportunity doesn't always lead to production in fantasy football, in fantasy baseball, where guys struggle when they get they get called up. But very often, I think you can know and project can project. You know what you can expect from from players off the bench when somebody gets injured in, in fantasy basketball, I think that's easier to project. And, you know, how can they not give Kevin Porter a big role after everything he did, and he's only going to get, be getting better. And he's in an organization where they should give him a chance to get better.
0: Great point. And I was just going to tout Zach a little bit because he was screaming from the mountaintops when Kevin Porter jr. Got released. That he was going to make a huge impact for not only the, the rockets, but for fantasy managers. And I mean, he hit a home run with that. I mean, once you get a guy that can give you 50 and 10 in the playoffs, I mean, that pretty much wins you a week. Right. So um, it's about that opportunity and actually succeeding in that really, really crazy uh, turn of events for Kevin Porter jr. And how he went from seemingly nothing to extremely valuable for fantasy managers last season. So we're going to switch to one other player. I know this is Adam's breakout. He's been been really wanting to talk about this guy. We talked about him a little bit last week as a potential breakout. But do you think OG Ananubi can sustain his fantasy value going into next season? Uh, We know that the Toronto Raptors were playing in a different location. You know, they got hit by COVID really bad and some injury woes as well. But what do you think his outlook is going forward? And can he sustain his fantasy value or potentially exceed it?
3: That's what the ceiling is. People are are calling him Kawhi 2.0 lately and uh and the raptors had a terrible year but whenever this guy played he was setting career marks across the board he's just 24 years old uh, and you know he, he's uh, he's on the rise i mean i think he's a lock for your fantasy lineup uh in seasonal as long as he's healthy. I think he just played 43 games last year and showed just all these kind of improvements across the board. And he's arriving, he's arriving as a star and any savvy fantasy basketball player is not going to overlook him. And I think he's going to be, just be very, very, a a lineup lock often in in DFS. I I think, I think he's about to enter his prime.
2: I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, I was, I was, I was talking him up like, you know, a couple episodes ago, kind of like how people were talking about Pascal Siakam this past season and drafted yeah. him as such, you know, kind of in the mid to late second round. Like, I think, especially if, if Kyle Lowry's not there, uh, Anunoby's usage rate uh, increases by about 3% with him off the floor. And he was averaging, you know, close to 20 points, six rebounds, two assists uh, in games Lowry didn't play. So, I mean, that's, you're absolutely right. Like we're talking about a really efficient scorer, uh, can stuff the stat sheet and get you those defensive stats. Like, like what what more could you want? We're talking about a guy who could kind of be like Tobias Harris with with some of his numbers, his efficiencies, and that's that's good for top twenty five in in uh, nine cat leagues.
3: Yeah, and he's the type he's the type of player where I say, okay, you know, I got my superstar, I got my second round pick, you know, he's he's a key third or fourth player on. On my seasonal team, and you know, I'm I'm constantly looking for value with him in in, in daily, depending on what he's he's priced for that night. But uh, I th- I th- I think the prices are going to catch up with him in DFS, and you're going to have to pay for a be, but uh, you know you'll get the return.
0: Totally feel that. So we're just going to close out the show, Scott. Just want to thank you, King. Thank you for blessing us and granting us this opportunity to speak with you. Wealth of knowledge, as always. Uh, where can the people find you, and what are you working on?
3: Well, thanks for having me. You know, it's, uh, it's I, I appreciate you guys as well. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm uh, getting ready to do, you know, a lot of fantasy football stuff. My ranks are up on Uh Athletic, I'm doing fantasy baseball weekly waivers. Uh, Seahawks.com, getting ready to kick off my t- 10th season with them. I like like to tell people I was drafted the same year as Russell, Russell Wilson because I started in 2012 with them. My first article with them. Uh, is going to be the, the uh, top 12 fantasy Seahawks of all time, which should be fun. And uh, you know, then we're going to go into you know regular previews, ranks, you know sleepers, bus, all that kind of, kind of good stuff on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio every Saturday night. Sunday morning you know it's football season but I'm always I'm always keeping my eye on hoops and uh, you know it's uh, you know it's, uh, the weather warms up he, weather's warm here and in, in New York in the summer I'll be wearing my classic Bernard King jersey <laughs>
0: that's dope that's dope <laughs> Yeah, everyone follows Scott the King. That's S C O T T E, the King. And before we take off, just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Betcha. Make sure you go to download the Betcha app on the Apple or Google Play Store, as well as head into ignitioncasino.eu. Make sure to sign up for the underdog free roll invitational. The registration opens up as early as June 28th, and make sure to use password Underdog21. That's password Underdog21 for the tournament that begins on Sunday, July 11th at 3.05 Eastern time. And we'll holler at you next week. We have some really exciting news to drop. So make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Zach the Monster, at Adam Koffler, and at Dan Titus when we drop this bomb, this our version of a Woj bomb uh, to the fantasy sports community here. So really excited to tell you what we got cooking up here and make sure you enjoy your July 4th. You know, party safely, enjoy the friends and family, and we'll talk to you next week. Until then, peace.